Let's take this time to say whatever it is we want while the doors are closed. You have the floor. This is about us. Man, this shit ain't about us. This is all about Coach Carter. We're the basketball team. All I see is you on TV, getting famous, eating that shit up. Is that all you see? That's all I see. <laughs> you ain't lying. Well, let me tell you what I see. I see a system that's designed for you to fail. Now, I know you all like stats, so let me give you some. Richmond High only graduates 50% of its students. And of those that do graduate, only 6% go to college. Which tells me when I walk down these halls and I look in your classrooms, maybe only one student is going to go to college. Well, damn, Coach Carter, if I ain't going to college, where am I going to go? Now, that's a great question. And the answer for young African-American men in here is this, probably to prison. In this county, 33% of black males between 18 and 24 get arrested. So look at the guy on your left. Now look at the guy on your right. One of you is going to get arrested. Growing up here in Richmond, you're 80% more likely to go to prison than college. Those are the numbers. Those are some stats for your ass. Now I want you to go home and look at your lives tonight. Look at your parents' lives and ask yourself, do I want better? If the answer is yes, I'll see you here tomorrow. And I promise you, I will do everything in my power to get you to college and to a better life. Study how podcast. I don't know what that was. I'm gonna keep driving right on past it like I didn't hear and or see it. We back with March, March and Meach and Dre. I'm not doing this with y'all today. And uh, for those who are new to this program, we want to let y'all know that the square does in fact go into the circle hole. Uh, my brothers, how are hey, you? Yo, 
I'm sure said, what are we talking about? <laughs> Yo. It's the energy we own? Good God. <laughs> Yo. So have y'all not seen that video on uh, TikTok where there's a... Um, no, it's not a porn video. Calm down, people. We're not on We're not on Twitter. Calm down. But there's a, a TikTok video of this guy, and he has one of them, um, those little shape things, the little shape sorters that we used to have as kids or whatever, where they give you the whole bucket of shapes, and the top, you got to stick the shape in the corresponding hole, right? But what he did was he figured out that every shape that was in that bucket fit into the square hole. And so somebody else stitched it. And she's just happy, like, oh my gosh, yes, the circle goes, the, the square goes into the square oh, hole, yeah, the triangle goes into the triangle. He literally was putting every shape into the square hole, and it was like, you could see it on her face, her world was just crumbling in front of her. So, yeah, so the square does, the circle does, in fact, in fact, go into the square hole. But to take it a step further, there's, it's actually, on an educational side, it's actually factual, because for some odd reason, like a few days later, a video came across my TikTok feed of like, you know how we got the different shapes and we got different names from them. And then like after a certain number, don't nobody know what the name of these damn shapes are. So apparently after you get past like nine, those are the shapes have names and shit. But what you get to the end of is that you reckon, what you realize or recognize is that you get to a point at the end of the video where essentially you found you find out that a square and a circle are literally the same shape, except for the square has uh, points and angles and the circle has an infinite amount of points and angles. We just can't see them because they are so minuscule compared to the square. So the square, the circle does in fact fit into the square hole. So yeah, fun stuff. Good educational shit. My brothers, how are y'all this week? Man, um, I'm anti TikTok. Just want to throw that out there. Um, yeah, no, because your page is still on there, even though you're not on there. I hope you know that. <laughs> I'm the old head, but I'm the old kids head. That, uh, the kids back in my in my old middle school kids did that. Texas A and M. I ain't gonna call no names out. Um, but yeah, oh, man, I, I'm at a, like a a seven, bro, seven and a half, man. I've been a uh, ate some bad food earlier this week. Had me with food poison, so I've been literally. Both, I mean, I just leave right there. If you have food poison, you know what that consists of. Just know I've been going through it. I um, nigga, I had this shit last month. Trust me, I know. <laughs> I went through that shit this right. week as well. I think too. You said what? I went through that shit this week as well too. I think I ain't gonna lie to you. Sorry, you know. Both ways. Both ways, gang. I mean, see, that's crazy. Like the. The back end, okay, cool. But when it started coming out the front, like the club was too packed, I, I said, oh, my nigga, when I tell you that shit was coming out, like the fire marshal came in that bitch and was telling niggas get the fuck out. I was like, bro, can I? I was throwing up so bad, like, my, I was dry heaving at one point. I was like, it ain't even shit in here. Like, what are you doing? Like, same, same, bro. So I'm literally like, this what? Well, I know what today is. I haven't eaten since. Thursday, so that'll give y'all some type of idea of like what's been going on for real. So you know, just fighting over this. I think I'm about <clears throat> about a hundred percent good as I felt the last couple of days. So you know, that's that, man. Um, my room got AC now, so I'm happy about that. I was sweating before. Uh, yeah, man, I'm 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 blessed to be here, man. Blessed to highly favored, man. Watch you the the cigarette prince. How you doing? I don't know what that means, but anyways, uh, my week, my week been cool, man. Um, we going into week four. 
well, we going into week five, but we just went through four weeks of school. Um, and, you know, with my new job is like behavior, specialist behavior support. One thing I could tell y'all, we're going to, there is going to be an actual study on like every kid that was in at least grades fifth through kindergarten and that those two years of COVID. Something was, obviously something was in the air, but I feel like something was in the water. Something's going on. And so it's already been on 10. Like kids have been on 10. There's just a lack of social interaction with ways of social move. And so like my job been busy in these first four weeks. Uh, but outside of that, you know what I'm saying? I've been cool, man. Ain't nothing, you know what I'm saying? Uh, everything is a vibe, family good, health, wealth, everything's, everything's straight, man. So, you know, I'm Gucci. What about you? Surprise you use your word, copacetic. Well, because I ain't copacetic. Yeah, everything ain't copacetic yet. Okay. <laughs> long as, okay. long as school going on, everything ain't going to just be copacetic. That's a summer word. You I'll be, that's I'll a summer word. You use the word like literally every week since we've started this podcast. So I, I, I and somehow know. somebody cracked the cracked the lid open. Well, here we anyway. are. And Yo. here we are. Um myself, I am good. Um I'm better now. Um last week I was sick as a dog and I don't know if it was COVID or what it was, but everything hurt. I had a fever and yeah, it was it was all bad. Um, so now that I'm past that, um, everything is all good. Um, had a week out from the gym, had to take some time off, let my body recuperate because that shit is also aching too. Um, so today was the first day back, and definitely glad to be back in this mug and you know be back to lifting weights because I actually enjoy that shit. Like folks don't realize, like me going to the gym is actually very therapeutic. Um. As, as somebody who's been to therapy three times and has like, you know, been, I ain't gonna say kicked out the sessions, but like I've done the work to where I don't have to go to therapy anymore, but still need therapy, if that makes sense. And so the gym serves as a therapy for me. Um, and so I'm grateful to be back and being able to do that. Outside of that, um, work is working. Um, trying to figure out how to dive more into this content creative stuff, which sidebar, word to the wise, just just real quick Martians Corner. Uh, if you're a content creator, make sure that your content and your content are in two separate folders or on two separate devices or on some other devices because your content might end up on a place that your content shouldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> so that's just a word of advice. You know, nothing happened to me. But I'm just saying, there's a word oh, of advice. Oh, Make shit. sure your content and your content are separate. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. More Gosh. on that later. <laughs> More on that later. We, we'll talk about that offline. More on that later. Um, but beyond that, um, yeah, it's it's been a it's been a, a, a dope week. Um, so yeah, with that being said, Dre, do we have a word? What are we doing? Do we, do we, are we are we back on the fuckery? Cause you we was out for a minute, but I had time to recoup and go look through a dictionary. Um, not recoup. Okay, this one. Uh, this one should be easy. I think y'all. I got this one. Um, <laughs> you 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 got the Google man pulled up too, right? 
This because we're actually we've heard it before. I just think the spelling gonna be. You uh, practice this word? Uh, no. <laughs> but um, <laughs> we've heard this word before. Oh, I'm fine to that. Uh, who went first last time? He did the spelling and I did the sentence. I was going to say, it wasn't no first. You had us working together on the team like this is a damn group project or some shit. Okay. Um, Meech, your word is perpetuity. Nigga, I ain't signed a contract in (laughs) (laughs) Your word is perpetuity. That's kind of a good word. I wish too was here to kind of, you know what I'm saying? Maybe yeah, he... it was supposed to be his word. I'm keeping it tall because this yeah. was contract language. Yeah, you know I mean, that been dope. All right, um, it's the puh that's fucking me up. But uh, say it again. Perpetuity. I'm gonna just do my best and say P E R. P U Wait, P P E R P A T U I T Y. And then okay. uh obviously <laughs> all of your songs will be ours <laughs> in perpetuity. <laughs> Okay. To the known universe. I got you. I got yeah. you. Yeah. All right. Martian, your word is capitulate. Capitulate. I heard you. I'm just trying to figure out how these consonants and vowels go together because, again, Hooked on Phonics didn't teach me that. So give me a second. Uh, capitulate. C A P I T U L A T E. Say that again for me. Capitulate. C A P I T U L A T E. Capitulate. Sure. Don't know. Amen. Uh, and then as as far as the sentence, uh. I don't know. Uh, the teacher told Dre to capitulate on that bus. His uh, his answers. I don't know. Shit. I don't. I've never heard of that word. <laughs> okay. Well, <clears throat> for spelling, Meech, you definitely got the spelling incorrect. You were. One off though, uh, P E R P E T U I T Y, okay, um, perpetuity. But you know the sentence was all uh, all right. Um, capitulate. You spelled it right, Martian. C A P I T U L A T. Did you say no? <laughs> no I, said, I, I said let's go. Sorry, my oh, bad. What is the word? The word, the word, the word. Oh, what is a motherfucking win in this bitch? I will take that. Um. And capitulate means to um, cease to resist an opponent or an unwelcome demand to surrender, uh, defer. So 
in the sense, I guess it could be used in the sentence that you had. Um, but yeah, you know what? I I appreciate the effort from both of you guys this week. You know, we all getting over illness, so I'm gonna be a team player and say points for everybody. So good job to my young black kings out here spelling and knowing how to use words that's not in rap lyrics. Shout out to y'all. And it is on that note, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come right back because I'm not doing this with y'all today. <laughs> yo, yo, yo. And we are back here with the study hall yeah. podcast, back in black. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, through our uh, quick little break, just had a little breakdown with the fellas and just talking about, you know, the good old days. You know, some of us are a little bit older than others, so we're not going to age this out. But we are going to talk I about am. this. What are some of the things that we wish um, would come back in some way, shape, form, or fashion? So I was telling the kid, not the kids, the fellas earlier. Um, I really wish that in some type of way, ass whoopings and minor forms of bullying could come back. Now, let me explain. Let me explain for you. Jump they already got the pitchforks. They already got the. <laughs> let me explain. So. We talk about ass whoopers. I'm not necessarily talking about the parental beatings, which I mean, that's a whole nother combo if you want to have there. Um, but I'm talking about like, you know, fights, like fighting. I think fighting teaches you a lot about yourself that you probably wouldn't have learned in any other circumstance. Fight or flight, <clears throat> reflexes, social cues, um, Friendship just, levels. Yeah, like fighting, I think, just teaches you so much about yourself. And like to what Meech was talking earlier, when we are now raising like a, a generation of, of kids who have for a while, and it seems like it's still going to be this way, socialized so much behind a screen or behind you know, some type of social media that they sometimes feel to realize that like those words have consequences like. You can't just say anything you want or be so dismissive of everything and not realize that there's some folks out here that will put paws and, and feet on you. So um, that's one thing I was advocating for. Just like, you know, little fist to cuffs, little wrinkling of the shirts a little bit so so they can realize that, you know, everything ain't a game out here. Um, bullying, I mean, I'm not talking about the the lifetime suicidal-like bully. I'm talking about, you know, just the... Hey, if you stink and somebody call it out, oh, dirty onion booty head, like if somebody say it, something like, like, bro, you know, I think that sharpens, you know, your mental fortitude. Um, you got to get snappy with your comebacks. And I just think that some, some people just need like humility in life. If you're not going to get it in sports, bro, your, your eye in ninth grade. Okay, and everybody know in high school, that's when you start actually like dressing out for PE, right? In ninth grade, I literally one time, one time in the first quarter, missed putting on deodorant that morning. Once, bro, once, my I nigga. Bet you didn't again at that point. Every day after that, every I mean, every day before that, I had was cool, you know what I'm saying? Dressed out was cool. One day, my nigga, one day I forgot to put on deodorant. Nigga. How long did that last? About smooth for the rest of the quarter. 
Hell no, mustache, but oh, not a boy be stank. Hell no. Anytime somebody even, if something stank, niggas calling me. <laughs> you know what it is? One or two things. So first, I never forgot the matter of fact. I put deodorant on twice a motherfucking day. I started bringing deodorant with me, even though I know naturally I didn't I have. I was no just beat. about to say I know you, you had no deodorant in your locker. Yes. One in your backpack, one in Bro, the car. You feel me? <laughs> Nigga, I had them that had one in every period classroom. You know what I'm saying? Tucked away. The second thing was, you gotta we gotta wait and hope that somebody else fuck up bigger than you. You feel me? Cause in my class, in my PE classes, it was like bigger than normal classrooms. So as every classroom, probably about 22, 23 kids, the PE will be double that. So now it's like two classes worth of kids, right? So you got to hope and pray that somebody did something fucked up so that everybody can hop on their ass and get off your ass. And that's, yeah, bro. So I agree. I agree. To this day, nigga. To this day. <laughs> to this day. Never. Who, who, the other Man, what? Yes. Exactly. And look, it made you a better person. So, you know, I ain't gonna get too far on bullying. I'm a little bit more conscious than I was in the past, but I do feel like some sort of of that needs to come social, back. Social correction. Social correction. Shame. I like how kids you walk around and they let their friends or their friends of friends be stank and they be at the lunch table with them. They, I'm just trying to figure out how they stomach it. But like, or they be dirty. Like, it's like, bro, and, and it's one thing to be dirty where it's like, I don't know, you just like ashy type shit. But like, you got aquaphor. And your friend Ashy, what kind of friend is you? You know what I'm saying? Like, pass them, slide them some aquaphor, like, give them some lotion. Like, they just allow them to just exist. Right. And, you, and the worst part. Right, hold on. Right. Can you explain to the children what aquaphor is for those that don't know? Because I don't know what that is. Nigga, I got aquaphor from the kids. I said, yeah, my daughter used that. That's why I started laughing. That's what, what that is. What is that? Is it lotion? Like, what is it? Oh, okay. Yeah, I grew up on Jerrigans. I don't know nothing about them. Jurgens is crazy. Yeah, I grew up on Jurgens and Equate. <laughs> yeah, no, not for that, Dre. Not, not for that. Jurgens. That's the only time you heard Jurgens, Jurgens, and Jerkins. Never use lotion for that personally, but you know, I ain't gonna lie. They f- why they get their name from? Like, did they just know? Like, <laughs> like I always thought about that. Jurgens and Jerkins. But, but yeah. Um, yeah, so that was a my not even my cries outrage, but that's some shit that I wish could come back. Ass whoopings and bullying. Now who's on the hot seat? Bring some shit back. Let's so go. I, I I do want to let me start with that bullying piece because there's somebody who was bullied for about a decade of their life. Uh, yeah, it can't come back. But I want to put emphasis more so on shame than actually bullying because we do need to go back to public shaming and probably stoning people because. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, and I, and I, and I say stoning for stoning for Nigga says stoning. God damn. I'm sorry. I'm a descendant of Hammurabi. Not literally, but like mentally, I'm a descendant, descendant of Hammurabi. We to talk about that this week. That's so funny. Yeah, I know. That's why I brought it up. Oh, um, <laughs> but no, like, no, some, some people do need to be stoned. Like pedophiles, no, stone them. Go ahead. Just get that out the way. I'm just going to say that. But. Um, which does mean there's some of y'all. Let me not go there. They, 
Let me not some get us canceled. Some back. niggas uncles, some niggas Because some of y'all preachers, some of y'all uncles, some of y'all daddies, your baby daddies, your cousins, and I don't mean just men either, need to be stoned. Just saying. Moving right along. Uh, but no, I think we do need to bring shame back because when you have that public humiliation, most people will, would have the same response and reaction as Meech did. They'd be like, yeah, I'm not doing that shit no more, right? But I think there has to be a... Be it kind of goes back to that conversation that we was having a few weeks ago about like if, you know, what if we put two niggas that disagree, like put the politicians, the Republicans and the Democrats in the ring and the, if the nigga that we don't agree with win, then what, right? So like with that, like the stuff that we are shaming people about, it has to be something legitimate as in you don't wash your ass. No, I'm going to shame you for that, right? But you being homosexual, that makes no sense for me to shame you. You know, you being trans makes no sense for me to shame you. But you not washing your ass, mm-hmm. especially in the summertime, or even better, that Michael Jackson meme where it's 32 degrees outside and you musty. How? Like, no, we we, we can shame people. That's the thing. Um, I would say the other thing that I personally would bring back is uh, $1.76 gas prices. Because I know as a collective, we haven't seen that since y'all favorite soon to be locked up president made that a thing, right? But as a like a general collective, as in like the three of us and you know, millennials, we haven't seen that since the 90s slash early 2000s, where gas was a dollar seventy six. Dollar gas was like I remember when gas hit two dollars, how big of a like you know uproar that was. So like. And I'm not even saying it just off of the the general case of like, oh, you know, niggas ain't got money and shit like that, or niggas is like like today. I spent forty five dollars to fill up my gas tank in a Toyota Camry. Like, bitch, how, when, and where? Um, and it's not even effective. Like, oh, I don't have money and shit like that. It's also it's more so the fact of like, I see the bigger picture and niggas is getting over on us. Yeah, I know. I'm well aware the government don't have control over, you know, gas prices and stuff like that. And we live in a free market economy and all that other bullshit. But niggas are getting gotten over on through gas prices. Like, there's no reason why we're paying $4. I mean, there is a reason. But, like, we shouldn't be paying $4 a fucking barrel for, you know, or a gallon for damn gas. Like, that's, that's fucking ridiculous. Like... It almost makes me consider getting an electric car, but then again, I think about what happened to Texas a couple of years ago when that damn ice storm came through and basically killed the entire state. Because at that point, what was you gonna do? So, um, yeah, it would definitely be gas prices and bringing back shaming people. Also, bring back McDonald's, the the original dollar menu. I don't know what this little bullshit y'all got going on, but bring the original dollar menu back because that's back when. Niggas could literally ball on a budget. I could spend three dollars and it can eat and have a whole lunch. I just we could go back to those days and I'd be okay. <laughs> I got two. Real quick. First, bring back parents popping up on kids in school. I ain't seen a kid, I ain't seen a parent do that in a grip. And I ain't saying like the kid knew. Popping up on the ass. You feel what I'm saying? Also. What I want to bring back is, even though I've been a victim of this, most of the time it's been, I was dead wrong, believing the teacher to some extent, okay? So I went through some shit this week, 
And a lot of times I've watched a parent pretty much have a conversation with the kid and the teacher's just sitting there to the side. My mom, when she got a call from the teacher or when she when a teacher called, her first question was, what he done? It wasn't because I was a bad kid. It wasn't because I was just this annoying ass, always getting in trouble ass kid. It wasn't that. It was that my teachers gave the, I mean, my parents gave the teachers benefit of the doubt until it was proved otherwise. Then you were done. I had one Spanish teacher definitely said I was failing the class and I cheated on a test. Kind of find out now one of those was true. But I had already got the ass with before it kind of sort of. So it is what it is. But but every time every time a teacher called home, outside of that one incident that happened my whole career, I was dead fucking wrong. So I don't know. Bring back just bring back teacher and parents as partners. Like I just feel like teacher, I mean, a lot of parents, and I thought this would have changed after the pandemic, but it didn't. Like it actually made it worse. Um, to where like Parents want to hit a teacher out, and then <laughs> the burden of proof is on a child. Now you can bring up whatever test scores you can. It shouldn't have to be on an adult because at the end of the day, parents, if you're listening, let me tell you something. I promise you, no adult gets into this business to a fail kids and to just get kids in trouble. That's not literally the opposite. Most people get into this business because they have some type of fucking bleeding heart and think they can change the world some way or some for, form and try to get in this to do that. They just because your little Jacanthopus is acting like a dingleberry and showing them that, oh, uh, yeah. I'm sorry. Fuck. You you want to run that weird back real quick? You said uh, you're, you're what now? Just Jacanthopus. It's a what is callback. that? It's just a name. It's a callback to Louis C.K. He had a stand up about how his daughter went to school and this badass kid just was doing too much as he was visiting the school. So if you watch the Louis C.K. stand up, like five six years ago they won't understand so anyways this hey. is a fake name for a kid um but yeah so you know we have parents that's just like the burden of proof is on the teacher and it's like nah why well, i wouldn't be caught i wouldn't i don't have time to make up shit about your kid to call you in the middle of the fucking day i have data i need to make sure it's good i need to make sure all these teach students some have 130 to 140 students I need to make sure they all good because at the end of the day, my name is going to be on the data. I literally don't have time to sit here and be lying on your kid. Sorry. Well, I want to add to that too, then. I also want to, I don't know if this is something that we can bring back because I don't know if it was ever originally a thing, but I think we need to get back to the point where a child knows a child's place, right? We can't do that because a child don't know a child's place in their house. That my point exactly right. It was just why I said I don't know if this can be something to bring back or or what because it you what you just said made me think back to somebody I had in my class when we all talked together right and this parent tried to in so many words read me because I had to essentially be the spawn of Satan on um, be the spawn of Satan to her child, right? It, even though her child literally was the person causing the problem. Now, granted, I didn't, you know, let this parent know because what what we, well, I'll say what I try to do, but I know a lot of teachers can, can speak to this as well. We try to protect our kids. We try to protect them or try to keep from having to call y'all 
every other goddamn day about something, right? We try to keep y'all from having to, you know, have a conversation with us every day about your child's behavior. Now, that was my fault. I definitely should have addressed it leading up to that. But I had to let, I had to almost swing at that parent. Y'all know who, when I tell y'all the name, y'all know, y'all be like, oh yeah, I do remember that. But I almost had to swing at that parent because she came at me crazy on some, well, you just over here trying to blame my child and you talking to my child for X, Y, Z. And I'm like, actually, girl, I'm not. Matter of fact, let me pull the 10 kids that she just harassed today, just today. Let me pull the 10. And they can tell you themselves that she's been a menace to them. Or I can pull the five from yesterday that she was bullying or the three from last week. What, how, where do you want to go with this? Right. So nobody's I'm not Jack. I'm not I'm not trying to get your child. I'm not trying to go after your child. I'm trying to protect your child from what's going to happen and what's going to come through in the world. That's what I'm trying to do. But if your child don't know her place, because that's what it all boiled down to. She was a child trying to be in a in a in a uh, in a grown person and ain't her in a grown person's space, and it wasn't her place. And I had to get in that ass a couple times about that. Like I had to get on that child a <laughs> probably more times than I can count on hands and toes. You would think it would be her. No, it's not. Okay. Rhymes with that name. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, they had a rhyme, ton that rhyme with that last name. Rhymes even, with that name. Last letter of the, the alphabet. Yeah, if it ends in the yeah, hell no. I already... <laughs> you didn't catch the hint. Last letter of the alphabet rhymes with that name. Oh, yeah, I know. I know what you're talking about. I think what she looked like. Oh, I know the Big name. Oh, Cock Diesel. Uh-huh. I used to call her Baby D. Fight, tried to fight. Folk in Yo, it. I used to call uh-huh. her Baby she tried Remember? to fight your favorite, your favorite student. Remember they walked. almost no, got into her it? Mama tried to fight her and got washed. Yeah, y'all, y'all remember that? That was a fun time. You remember that? Wrong, that was the day she was wearing Tim's. You're bugging out. Go home, bro. She had, and you know that girl usually don't even wear Tim's, bro. Her mom, remember you sent me the video? I was homesick. I sent you the video? Yeah, you sent me the video. Yes, you did. Right, on a break, on a break, go tell you, bro. And you my nigga, it was definitely got to be a rumble in that fucking parking lot. Had it gone down, oh, and that was gonna be a ass whooping to see that day. Like, <laughs> but Damn like, no, like, I don't remember that one. Yeah, so I say all that to say, like, you know, like, granted, like, yes, I think kids should have their own agency to be able to speak up from them for themselves and to be able to say, hey, I don't like this or like this or whatever. But we also need to be t- teaching kids to stay in the child's place because there's certain things that we have to protect you from that you're not ready to be exposed to. And it's not that we're trying to coddle you at this, is that, and third. It's because we're trying to prepare you for what's getting ready to come down the line. But if your child don't know that, that your child is supposed to remain in the child's place or you're the adult acting in the child's place, then when it comes time for me to reprimand your child about something in the classroom, don't come crying to me or come hollering to me about, well, why is it X, Y, and Z? Well, girl, we could have had this conversation back in October. Well, here it is April. And huh? so, yeah, that's one of my things that I would say I would like to bring it back, if that's a thing. Last thing, I don't know where this hit me from. Bring back dance floors with like women dancing on men. I know that nowadays in the club, oh, all women like to be in the and twerking on each other. But bring back the time where you could lock eyes with somebody, walk behind, and they 
give you the look. Y'all know the look like. Yes. Yes. Like, and then, so break break. I don't know. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I haven't been in a club and like a club setting in a grip, right? From what I hear, first of all, nobody's really dancing like talk about it, unless it's groups of women dancing together and guys. It's like, damn, that's that's sad. so you remember when when the gap band put out put out this uh no, I want the gap band. Who's that this up uh cool in the game put down, get down on it, and they said, How you how you gonna do it if you really don't want to dance by standing on the wall? That's literally they are literally telling you what's going on in the club right now. That's it's niggas standing on the wall. Sad Ass time. is being thrown, money is being thrown, and niggas is just standing there observing. And I'm like, what are we doing here? <laughs> I seen some stupid shit where I seen a bottle battle. Did y'all see that video? A uh, who? That yeah. was in your city. That was Dre. That was in your city. That was in Memphis. I'm like, that's not no Memphis shit. That that was was Memphis. I thought that was away. okay. But it was between B more niggas and I think New York. New niggas. York. Yes, in Houston. Bro, yes. these niggas was just first of all, I never heard of no ignorant shit like this. But basically, it's just if you never heard of this from our people that's listening, a bottle battle is not just people seeing how many bottles they could buy. That's that's no, we got to step it up. Our people's got to step it up in time fold. They're pouring the liquor. So of this rich, expensive bottle, they're literally just pouring on the couch on the floor of the club, one by one, two by two. Each person, each section got to and literally the crowd's cheering them on. Two us up. <laughs> That's crazy as hell because first off, they be, they be hiking these bottle prices up like 300%. Facts. So... If you're going to buy the bottle, what the fuck you going to pour it out for? <laughs> I'm drinking all of that shit. Every last drop of that shit getting drank. That's craziness. Nah, I'm yeah. sorry. Oh. I have a question. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah. Hold on. Hold yes, on. Sir. yes, sir. Hold on. So, niggas are going to the club. Mm-hmm. That's what we're doing? Okay, so follow me. I'm a, I'm a, we're going to go down this on the whiteboard because I got to make sure that the math mats, right? So, niggas are going to the club. You see? They are paying $60 roughly to get in because the ladies are getting in free, right? 100%. They are going to the bar and they are buying bottles. I'm assuming they bought a section. So the section is what? At the bare minimum, how much? I don't know. A thousand. Okay. So you, so right now you're at a thousand and fifty dollars that you spent. We're not even including gas of you getting there, right? You forgot parking. Especially in Atlanta, because I just paid $30 last night. That'll be my cry of outrage momentarily. We'll get there momentarily. Oh, yeah. You at 1080. You at 1080. So right you now. at 1080 that you have spent already. Mm-hmm. Then you tear your ass to the goddamn bar or you tell the lady, the bottle girl, the, the server. I want a Patron, a Hennessy, and a Grey Goose. You aging yourself. Take that Grey Goose out of there. We talking about okay, so what are we? 1942 Hennessy. I so saw like big bottle like this and just let's go right here. Me looking at right. you, eye to eye so contact. In the so 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 hold on. So you said a Casamigo, a Hennessy, and a nineteen forty two. In the liquor store, all three of them combined is about one hundred fifty dollars, right? No, nineteen forty two about one hundred fifty by itself. It depends on what size bottle we get. Okay. So, you know, if you go to the bar, they're going to run that bitch up 200%. 100%. Yeah. All day. So you then carry your ass over to somebody's living room furniture, acting like your mama wouldn't beat the literal black skin off your body, 
for pouring all that liquor on somebody's living room furniture and floor, and then you not finna clean it up. Well, so, now not, so now you so now somebody gotta pay for upholstery, gotta pay for cleaning, gotta pay to somebody to mop this floor. So nah, that's that's somebody that's somebody's job. That's somebody's job after the club closed. Even still, so you just spent about twelve hundred dollars just to go pour some damn liquor on a couch? Bitch, I can do that at home for free. And let I've me add why. Yes, let me add, you're not dancing with women. <laughs> we just talked nah, about nah. you not you doing all this for niggas, essentially. Because in yes. the club, it's standing around. You may have your vice, smoke, whatever the case may be. But the girls now, we already talked about how women run shit these days. They got their own section. They doing their own thing. Ain't studying you. They shaking ass among 10 other females. You looking at the other man like, you know what could go right right now? Would it go crazy? Let me challenge these men to a bottle battle and pour the liquor out on the floor. Come on now, dog. Come on! Now. You ain't even pouring on. You ain't even. You ain't even wasting a liquor on no bad bitches. You just this the floor. Just the floor. Just you the floor. You know how upsetting. I know Martin Luther King and Michael X is turned over in their grave because you niggas don't know how to act, boy. Oh boy! At all. Them niggas did not march on Washington for this bullshit. At all. Martin Luther King did not cheat on Coretta for this. This is crazy. <laughs> he did not. I just, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cause so much confusion, but I just that when you said the club and like dancing, I just I just seen that on Twitter yesterday because uh, I'm never calling it X. But anyways, um, thank you. And yeah. And I just I just. Christ I be trying not to be the old head, but like some shit just don't fucking make sense. Like, I promise there's other ways to flex. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. We going to. We're going to take a quick break real quick. That's our, you know, what yeah, we need we to bring back. Y'all listen, please, please. We had so many things. Just please bring them back. Uh, we're going to come back with our guest. He's made it with us, uh, 232. Uh, and we'll be right back. Yeah. And we are back for another special episode of the Study Hall Podcast. Hell no, nigga. NPR, my nigga. Like, it is on, definitely bro. NPR edition. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm on some bullshit. All right, so before we went on break, you heard a random voice in the background. You probably was like, who in the everlasting fuck is that? Well, if you were paying attention to, what's that, episode five, six, one of them, there was a song that was used, a rap song that was used during the intro, and that was the artist 232. And we have him today in the studio with us here on the State of High Podcast. Let's clap it up for my brother, my homie, the artist 232. What's good, man? Yes, yo, 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 what's popping, my brother? Welcome, welcome. So do us a favor before we yeah. get into the fuckery and the shenanigans that we do over here on this uh on this platform. Tell the people who may not be familiar with who you are. We might have some new listeners on uh, new fans of yours over here on this side of things. Tell people about yourself who you are, you know, what you do. I'm gonna shut up and I'm gonna put <laughs> copy that. Um, all right. Well, as you guys heard, my name is 232. That's T W O32. The man, the myth, the legend, artist extraordinaire, you know what I'm saying? Um, I've been making music, hip-hop, R&B for the last uh, 10 years of my life, putting it out for like the last eight. So, um, yeah, I'm from Queens originally, 
And I grew up a little bit of everywhere down south, but primarily Atlanta. And I graduated in Mississippi, moved back in 2014. And niggas been grinding since then, you know what I'm saying? Putting out good shit for the people and uh, working on myself. This man got an artist voice, dog. I ain't gonna... <laughs> <laughs> you hear it, don't it? Voice, you hear it? Uh huh. Yes, <laughs> that lets you know that nigga been in the game for a good minute. He been in the game. Word, word. Okay, yeah, I have right. a question right off the bat. What's um, good? The name, the name. Where'd you get the name from? At least you know, and the spelling because it's, it's it's spelled. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So, uh, so the whole the whole concept of the name came from um, the time that I was born. I was born at 2.32 in the morning. And um, that like started the, that's like when I first started changing my socials and all of that shit, I started changing it to 2.32 a.m. So for a long time, a lot of people knew me as 2.32 a.m. And um, initially I was going, I was going by the artist name of Saya, which is just my childhood nickname. My real name is Messiah. And um, yeah, I was going by that name, but there was like a lot of other artists with music out under that name too. So I had to switch it up to differentiate myself. And um, one night I had a dream about like my future. It was like it was like my 30 something birthday. And we were out back of like my big ass house and shit like that. And like all my friends look healthy. All my friends look wealthy. My family good. Everybody good. Niggas got kids and all that shit. You know what I'm saying? And uh, everybody was just good. And it was a real happy dream. And when I woke up, it was 2.32 in the morning. And that was the time when I was thinking about switching my name. So I was like, all right, bet. And then um, I tried to just make it the time, 2.32, but they weren't allowing me to have the colon in my name on the um, DSPs and shit. So I was like, all right, I got to be like creative with this shit. And then that's when TWO32 came about. So, yeah. That's what I, I, like, I like the journey, man. I know you talked a little bit about kind of figuring out how to differentiate and, and little knickknacks along the way. Like, what are... um things you feel like in your independent journey that you think most artists or maybe most consumers don't even know just about the hiccups you in encounter and kind of like things you are learning in real time to kind of give message to those who interested in putting out music um well just well just for me like personally and like i mean well i know most artists most people that pursue art in general are pretty sensitive individuals whether like we say it or not, you know, a lot of us build hard exteriors for the industry that we have to exist in and just life in general. But we are sensitive individuals. And um, I had to I, I dealt with that a lot. You know what I'm saying? Just a lot of a lot of feelings of um, rejection and, and, and um, feeling like I was being ignored. You know what I'm saying? And honestly, what I had to learn for that is just to like take account of, take account of like the good shit. You know what I'm saying? Like there's going to be, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to ignore you. Just going to look past your music, going to just, you know, like, all right, yeah, you, you another nigga making music. Cause that's what a lot of people look at it as. Like, it's so easy to pick up a mic and just make a song on anything. Now you could do that shit on your phone if you wanted to, for real, for real. So like, since it's so easy for everybody to do it, like people just look at it like another, like you just another number, you know what I'm saying? In the pile. And, um, yeah. In order to in order to get past that, I, it, it's like a lot of personal growth things that you have to do. You have to become you have to become like you have to become hard, but still keep your softness intact. So you're able to be honest in your music and so that it actually touches people. You know what I'm saying? But you have to have like this attitude of like, I'm gonna get this shit done 
no matter what like what comes my way because there's going to be a lot of things that come my way that come your way because like while you're pursuing this career as an artist and shit life is still happening like personal life is still happening you know what i'm saying and like um in the midst of me going through all this i dealt with like death for the first time you know what i'm saying like actually close to me and shit like that and then it happened a few times so there was there was that and then it's just like growing as a as a person as a man from fucking 17 to 26 you know what i'm saying so there's gonna be that as well like your own personal growth and like sometimes it's gonna be conflicting in your brain just like what you know is good for your spirit versus like what you want to accomplish and um you just gotta find the you gotta find the middle ground like where it meets and makes sense so yeah got a i got a follow-up question um just because so I'm a teacher, I'm an educator, whatever, and I am doing what, what I love, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I haven't been doing it, I haven't been teaching as long as you've been making music, but just being in a passion of mine, I've definitely suffered like burnout or what I would feel as burnout. I guess my question to you is, I won't say you have it, obviously you have, but I guess my question to you is, how did that, that first that first sense of like burnout, what was it to you mentally? Um, did you see any toll physically? Like what what was, how do you handle burnout or how do you handle like doing the thing you love, but also like the thing you love, like, you know, pulling you and dragging you and taking every bit of you? Yeah. Well, all right, Martian, you got, <laughs> you could ask this nigga, Martian, Martian, you could cut your mic on real quick. I am fucking king burnout. Like <laughs> I was gonna say, uh, you asked the right question, and I really want to see how you was gonna respond to this. But uh, this nigga here, if y'all thought I was bad when it come to burnout and doing a whole bunch of shit, it makes sense why me and this man are friends because this nigga don't know how to sit the hell down. But I'm gonna let him tell his story because this is this is your turn, man. So so like when it comes to burnout, I can't I can't recall like my first time experience in burnout but i do know like as of late like these last few years i have experienced a lot of burnout and i think it's like more burnout than i've ever experienced so maybe like these last few years i like truly experienced burnout like what i thought it was before it wasn't really these last few years i really truly experienced burnout and um it does it does impede on you like physically you know what i'm saying like it does work against you physically and that is something that I definitely had to learn the hard way because I'm hard headed. And um, like he said, I don't know how to sit the fuck down because in my brain, like in my brain, this shit is so dire. You know what I'm saying? Like the situation is so dire. I'm like, oh, my God, I don't like my life circumstances. I know that like music is my shit and this is what I'm great at. This is like the key to like changing everything in life. You know what I'm saying? And that's how I was thinking for a minute and shit and that's what was leading me to that burnout you feel me so i guess there's um you have to you have to rewire that you know what i'm saying and you and and you have to remind yourself that like yeah people always talk about like life is short and shit like that but like don't let that be the thing that makes you rush you know what i'm saying and don't let the fact that you're like uncomfortable in your life circumstances to to be the thing to make you rush you know what I'm saying? Because honestly, people like think that they're uncomfortable. Like I thought that I was uncomfortable in my life circumstances for a long time. But how uncomfortable are you really if you allow this to go for X amount of time? You know what I'm saying? 
you're not that you're not that uncomfortable. You're lying to yourself in a sense. It's like a lot of the times in order to get to better positions in life and shit, it requires it requires more of us. And when I say more, I don't mean like actually doing more. I mean like more effective movement. You know what I'm saying? Figuring out yourself and figuring out how you operate and like what is too much for you and how to cut that, you know, before you even get there. So uh, that's that's a lot of that's a lot of what I've been learning about just burnout in general. And then there's also the um, aspect of taking joy in the work, you know, and and that's um, that's definitely something that I've been learning because I've been I've been treating shit like school a lot and I didn't really like school. You know what I'm saying? It was just like, okay, I know that I, I know that I could do this. I'm gonna make straight A's and shit. I'm gonna just do the work. I hate doing the work. I'm loathing it the entire time I'm doing it. But here, you feel me? It's like real here, nigga, damn energy. And like, you shouldn't have that about some shit that you're passionate about. You know, in my in my opinion, and that's just um, a lot of what I've been reflecting on and shit. And that's what's been helping me uh, to not feel burnt out. And then there's also um, time management. You feel me? And um, understanding that like as as much as like people might want to like say that is corny or phony or some shit like that like being on social media all the time and shit like that and just how often you're consuming energy and stuff it is it is draining and then not to mention that we on phone screens and shit like that so there, there's a science behind that as well with all the blue light and shit like that it just it's, it's just draining you know what i'm saying so if you like cut the time that you doing shit like that and like make use of your time more effectively then you're not going to get burnt out. And then like also actually consciously making time to rest. And that's also something that I've been learning from my friends too. Like I've been learning a lot of shit from my friends for real, for real, because niggas is just like, they're watching me do this and they like, yo, bro, when is the last time? Like I had, I had, a, I had one of my homegirls ask me, she was like, when's the last time that you actually like had a day that you chilled, you know what I'm saying? And like, didn't do nothing, didn't, think about doing anything and nothing like that. Like, when's the last time you actually had time to yourself? And I was like, shit, I haven't in a long, in a long ass time. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, you gotta, you gotta grant yourself that. I, I think a lot of that is, is to that rise and grind culture that started in like, I don't know, 11, 12, mm-hmm. where like mm-hmm. everybody putting on a, Facebook rise and grind. I think we took that a little bit overboard. Like if way not, too far. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I, I feel you. I feel you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead, fellas. What y'all got? Marcia, oh, when you um, you spoke on this like the burnout, and I know it hit like a nerve in my head. We was talking a little bit earlier just about like the pandemic and the phones. How like a study needs to be done on just like the the results Facts. and the impact of what those two years did to students. But now here, and I was like, from a musician and an artist standpoint, how has, or how did the pandemic kind of like affect the way you approach music or maybe even like just the way you um, output, just like kind of speak to what did you like to do in those two years times and how has that continued with you in your musical journey? Um, Honestly, the, honestly, the pandemic did well. All right. So before I say this, I'm going to just explain that music is, a spiritual thing for me as much as it is a creative and like business thing for me it is a very spiritual thing for me so anytime i grow spiritually it's for the sake of like this music because to me that's my mission so like everything is going towards that that is what i'm for you feel me 
So, um, yeah, with that said, the pan, the pandemic, like I just, I had, I had a lot of time. I had a lot of time to rest and I had a lot of time to learn. Like I had a lot of time to learn in general. Like I was, I was looking up mad shit and just researching mad things about, um, chakras and different, uh, spiritual practices and shit. I like got into meditation more and all of these things. And I started to have a routine. I started like working out more and stuff too. And, um, yeah, it was just showing me, it was showing me the, um, the importance of rest and, uh, how efficient and effective I am in everything when I am rested. And when I do just have to like, all I had to focus on really was like myself and my grandma. You know what I'm saying? We shared a crib. We was in the crib together and that's like it. So, um, creative, creatively, like I did, I did a lot of great shit during the pandemic creatively. That was like, um, I found, I found this app called Voicey. It's not, it's not a thing anymore, but, um, since I couldn't go to the studio due to the pandemic and shit like that, I would just use this app and like producers would throw their beats on there and shit like one minute. And I would just make these one minute songs and they had voice effects and all that shit. So I could like tune myself up and all of that. And I would just make these one minute songs with little videos and post that shit up. And it was going crazy. I was like number one nigga on there for a minute. <laughs> and um, yeah, just honestly created creatively anytime, anytime that I have time not to worry about all of the stressors in life, like, oh shit, I gotta go to work, I gotta make this bread, and da da da. Like, nah, man, we was getting the stimmy, little fifteen hundred, bro. That should go a long way with me, nigga. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> uh, niggas, niggas was getting that, and um, yeah, I was, I was chilling. All I had to do was focus on my spirit, and um, in turn, that that turned out great for me. I, I, I did a whole um project with my producer who I've been working with since like I started making music when I moved back to New York in, in 2014. And like, we never had a project together until the pandemic and we had time to work on it. And that nigga lived like right up the street from where I was. We live together now. I live inside the crib that I was coming to to record. But, um, yeah, it just had, it just gave me, it just gave me time. It just gave me time. And like, that's all, that's all the artist really needs. I feel like, you know what I'm saying? Like once a, once an artist has time and they don't have to deal with any like regular stressors, you know what I'm saying? Niggas is great. Cause your spirit is like at ease, you know what I'm saying? And you're able to like, and then there's, you know, of course, hardship. There's good music that comes from that too. I can't even lie. Like I done made a lot of great music in hardship, but there's something different about that feeling of just like being calm and at peace. So it's interesting that you bring that up, right? Um, there's one last question that I want to ask, but I also want to go back to the question you just said about making, you know, like you had all of that time, you had all of that space, you had all of that energy to do what you need to do. Like I used to tell people all the time, like the pandemic did a lot for me, you know, just to grow, right? And as right. I'm getting more into this creative space, I'm starting to realize that for myself, like, if you didn't have those stresses, a lot of shit would just flow, right? That hence the creation of this podcast. But my last question that I do want to ask before we uh, take a quick break and then jump into Cries of Outrage is um, what is your favorite part about making music? You make, you have rap music, you got R&B music, you got baby making music, 
What is your favorite part about the creation process? Um, I would say I would say it's probably like creating, making the music. You know what I'm saying? Like that is that is definitely my favorite part. But to dive like more in depth to that, I guess it would be like when I first start making the song because it's just like that that like initial flow once i once i start up the initial flow it's it's just like pure magic from there especially if i'm like locked in i ain't got the phone i ain't got the phone near me and nothing like that i'm just me and the mic once i find that beat and then load it up and i hear myself on it it's like oh shit all right bet we about to get this thing done you know what i'm saying so um jed that that feeling that feeling is just like unmatched so i love i love making the music the most and then when i get to um like the video process and for like a couple years i uh i was loathing that you know what i'm saying just like having to make content and all of this extra shit but i'm like now that i'm getting back to it it's um it's like really it's really uh fulfilling you know because um i've been like editing a lot of shit myself and shooting it myself and all of these things so it's just i'm really like one man army when it comes to when it comes to some of this shit over here right now so that's just been super fulfilling so just like seeing something in my mind and then actually bringing it to life is um yeah that shit is lit <laughs> i appreciate you going sharing it with this my brothers you got any other questions y'all want to ask we no. know what time it is i yeah okay also one thing i can't i officially because he mentioned baby making music now that i'm like kind of knowing you I officially can't use any of your stuff now now that i'm mentioned <laughs> it's kind of it's gonna be kind of like you can't even be in that playlist you could be in a vibe playlist now but like any of the yeah i feel you my jesus but it's the lead up i could be in the lead up playlist if yeah you know. word, word. exactly exactly the like yeah, you know i know this guy yeah <laughs> Right. Um, but we're going to crack this off real quick. Uh, you, you know, been listening to our pod and uh, one of these discussions, conversations came up um, where we was pretty much just talking about Lauren Hill and her impact and where she sits in the hip hop uh, halls of fame or not, if you ask Dre. Um, and I just wanted to get your take on it. Like, I, I, what do you think? Like, tell us what you know from us. And then I, I want to know how you feel, you know, coming from an artist, somebody, uh, you know, actually put blood, sweat and tears into this, in this field. What, what is, what is your ideas of Miss Hill? Um, I mean, like, honestly, when it comes, when it comes to most artists of like, from like the past generation, I only mostly know their like of their music and musically Lauren Hill is amazing. You feel me? Like like there's not I don't think there's a single soul that don't know the fucking strumming strumming my pain with his fingers hook, bro. You know? So like she's she's amazing in that regard. I know that like there was a lot of well, she had like a lot of stuff going on like mentally and shit 
that probably um impeded on the impact that she could have had could she um had she like continued to make music and put music out and shit because what she had the one the one album yeah yeah technically two technically two one album all right bro she have you okay two have you listened to the unplugged did you listen to lauren hill unplugged no and uh and if i'm being and if i'm being honest when when people hear this they're gonna have my head for this shit i haven't even listened to the um the what is it, the miseducation of lauren hill i haven't i haven't listened to that album this is a safe space brother a brave space brother keep you talking now keep talking. <laughs> wait wait no uh-uh fuck mm. no i'm gonna need you when you come back, that's part of your homework. All right. Now you got to teach everybody to kick it. Okay. And I get it. How old are you again? I'm 26. That makes sense. You might have heard maybe some of the singles from it, X Factor. The, the, the thing the thing is, the thing is, like when it comes to when it comes to music, like growing up, I kind of only listened to whatever, whatever my mama was listening to, in addition to like the fact that like my dad and my cousins rapped and shit. So I had like some of my dad's mixtapes and shit like that on my Xbox. So like, that's what I was listening to. And like Method Man and Michael Jackson and shit, you know what I'm saying? Sade, little rock music and shit. So that's, that's the kind of stuff I was listening to, but I knew, I knew about like Lauren Hill and like the Fugees and Y Clef and shit. And I, and like I said, I know, I knew about that, um, strumming his pain, which, what is that song called? Cause like, I can't just keep saying that. Killing me softly. Killing me softly, facts. Where it was slipping my mind right now. I'm I'm high. <laughs> Trust me, brother. You did more than enough. So we are in agreement. She is an amazing musician. My pivot or my stick with with Meech was the fact that like when we talk about greatest of all time, I feel like catalog and just um years put in the game have to it has to measure up to something. I said there is nowhere. In no field, whether that's sports, business, entertainment, where somebody does something once, it's phenomenal as the piece of art is that, like, we're crowning the greatest of all time. If you can't repeat that or get close to it, like, I'm, I agree with y'all. Amazing artist, phenomenal. Is she a GOAT artistry wise? I'm not going to say that because I just didn't see any more from her. And for me, that wasn't enough. I don't understand Never how. It's not enough, like, help, okay. help me understand me. Okay, let me ask you a question. If I participate in the Olympics one time, right, and I have the world record and I never run again, am I no longer considered one of the greatest because well, it was just coincidence? Are you saying we know how much it takes to make an album and what puts in the heat, too, just talked about a lot of what it takes to put in it. So this this can't be coincidence. It wasn't a strike of lightning that happened. She was already she had already been in the game with with another group. I'm just saying, like, yes, she jumped out the window and didn't do much else after that. But you can't deny the undeniable, which is that album and its impact on our culture. Just R&B, yeah, rap and the mix of the two. You know what I'm saying? That's true. It had, it had an impact. I feel you. That album had its impact. If you hold a world record, yes, you can hold that world record, but doesn't mean they're gonna stop printing gold medals because you stop ran. Like, That's like you like so people are gonna come behind her and try to duplicate and do the things that she did and accomplished. But if you run one time and never come on again, I'm never gonna put you in the greatest. You say Bolt is not the greatest because he ran one time. Jordan not the greatest because he had one ring. Like nowhere in any 
field can you tell me somebody who did something once and we said, you know what? You the greatest at that shit, dog. So that's just my argument. Musician-wise, artistry-wise, I'm not taking nothing from it. Yeah. But you got to give me something. Just give me a little I mean, bit of I mean, I, the fact that the fact that that album has been so influential and like lives in the hearts and minds of so many people does kind of add to Misha's argument though. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I, and I do feel what you're saying about her, like doing it, doing it once and shit, but you can't, you can't like deny the fact that like she does have impact over, over music regardless. So like if she did do it once and there's hella people trying to replicate what Lauren Hill did, she did some shit, bro. <laughs> That's, she got to be one of the greatest. She might not. Yeah, be like she's greatest. one of the greatest. But like anybody that they be like is the greatest of all time is not the greatest of all time in my opinion. Like maybe the greatest of their time and shit. But like there's a lot of those. You mm. feel me? There's a lot of goats. There's a lot of legends. You know, like that's a fact. That's a fact. You got. You got to do. All you got to do is have like impact. You know what I'm saying? In order to be a. Legend. I like I that. that. It's, a lot, it's a lot of goats. I I can settle that shit. She the greatest in like what that three year span? What's that span you said last time? Like now you getting the see you you gave the time span, not me. You gave the years that she was active, but I cool. We can agree right there. She's the greatest in her no window. No, she's the greatest in hip hop and R and B. One of the greatest in hip hop and R and B. You see why I didn't want to have this conversation too. Was you ready see to why see. I didn't want to have this conversation. We're going to revisit this again as we build <laughs> more and more. Oh, my God. This going to be the one that we keep coming back to. Yes. Okay. Yes. So, so until then, with that being said, we're going to take another quick break, and we're going to get these crabs of average out the way and get on out the way. We'll be back. And once again, we are bike. And it is time for some cries <laughs> of outrage. Uh, we're going to start with our guest. 232, do you have a cry of outrage? What you got? Uh, yes, I do have a cry of outrage. Goddamn. MTA. Oh, my God. You suck. Massive amounts of dick. Can you ex- explain to the children who may not be from New York what MTA is? MTA is our transit system. So all buses and trains... That is what MTA is. And while I was in California, enjoying my time away, decompressing from New York, these niggas don't raise the motherfucking fare. Now, I'm going to say why this is a problem. And it's real simple. These niggas is not worth that shit because they suck ass. There's always a train line not operational or some shit. Things do not come on time. The workers be mad, stank, and I don't know what the fuck they stank for because they're getting paid regardless of what the fuck is going on. You know what I'm saying? And these niggas got mad benefits because they work for the city. So, like, nigga, cheer up. This is your life. But, yeah, these niggas, are, they trash. That is why I was late today, actually. And it is why I'm late most of the time. Honestly, if I had the power or if I had the stamina and just the will to walk everywhere... I would probably get places faster than MTA would. And that's on my mama. So, yeah. Fuck them. I feel it. I feel it. God damn. Uh, Brothers, anybody want to go first? 
I go ahead and get this out the way. Um, to all you um hating ass sports analysis that was talking bad about uh Dion, they won their first game. Um, they was 20 point underdogs. Um, I think they said over and under on their season was like four games as far as how many games he would win. So um just eat your words, Jack. And I like how he handled it right now. He like he remember reporters calling him out. Oh, you said that? Nah. Tell me about what you said, and then I answer your question. So he really putting the feet to the the fire to there. Um, so yeah, my outrage is to those reporters who maybe subconsciously or consciously have like a bias towards black men elevating in sports or in areas that they traditionally don't. Um, you gotta wake up, bro. This shit is changing. You look around; it's a lot of different moving pieces, and you miss out on greatness when you um let that racism seep out. Like tuck that shit in, dog. We. It's 2023. It's plenty outlets you can, plenty chat rooms with Doja and them where you can get that racism off. But for right now, salute the brothers. Um, shout out to Colorado. Shout out to all my HBCUs that won this weekend as well. That's my outrage. Well, thank you, my brother. Um, I'm going to get this one on out the way and then meet you can take us on home. Uh, this is to both genders, regardless of sexuality, sexual preference, or whatever. I'm going to start with the ladies, and I'm getting the ladies out the way because I'm, I'm disappointed. So shout out to my homie, uh, Ken Awada, African Thunder, um, for allowing me to tag along with him while he shot content um, around Atlanta. Um, Atlanta has a 50th um, hip-hop celebration uh, exhibit by Dallas Austin down here in the underground, and I had an opportunity to go in um shoot some content with him and get my shots up with that and then we went to an afrobeats party later on that evening which interesting if you saw my my story uh last night then you you already saw what was going on so for those that are now listening to this this was labor day weekend okay um we went to the afrobeats party it was okay it, it was okay um there were women dancing. Um, there were women in the pool. There was drinks being served. There was bottle girls. All the, you know, sections. All these things. Nobody was pouring any liquor on sections. But there were a group of women that came through, and they was parading through. They, you know, had their good short dress on. Everything. I'm, I'm here for it. The thing that I wasn't here for, ladies. I know y'all gonna go keep y'all gonna keep going to get these BBLs, but when you do, your thighs need to match. Okay. Not you body shaming, but okay. And I'm not body shaming. Here's why. Make it make sense. Here's why. Because there's no way in hell you got up and said, This is the one girl. This is it. There's a song out that says these BBLs is killing y'all and the thighs don't match. Like, I haven't been paying attention to BBLs, but when I heard that song, I was like, they don't. And then I see it in person and I'm just like, it was giving a watermelon on a Capri Sun straw. And I was just like... I, I I I was just... I was disappointed. I said... 
love, if this was a, a school project, I would give you a D because you 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 didn't follow directions at all. Like you didn't you you would give it a D. No, I said a D, not the D. Oh, oh, oh. No, no, no. Because she, no. Oh, you didn't earn oh. that. Oh, that that's the season oh, above. That's season above. You didn't follow directions. You didn't even try love. So, ladies, y'all going to keep going to get them, and I'm supporting it, right? But just please make sure that you, just like you check your food to make sure all your food is in the bag, make sure that everything lines up and it is even, okay? I would rather y'all not go get them because you look fine the way you do. But if you go keep going to get them, please just make sure that the ass and the thighs and the hamstrings match, okay? Thanks. Gentlemen. Uh... I don't know why y'all sag still. I don't, I don't, I don't. I just don't get it, right? I really don't get it why niggas in Atlanta sag and then be mad with homosexual men uh, like to go and say, hey, you know, you are attractive in so many ways of saying that, right? The cry of outrage here is don't advertise if you don't want niggas ordering from the menu. Okay? Folks have been saying this for a while. But let's take it a step further. Because y'all really get mad. Because if y'all, if anybody's been paying attention, these folks be sagging to the point where the waistband is at they meet. Now, y'all probably don't look at that, but I do. that, sir. Yo. Okay? Hold on. I'm I'm, going to finish. They're sagging it to this point, and I'm just like, why? I don't get it. I don't get it. It doesn't make sense to me. Again, do not advertise, especially in Atlanta. Come on. Come on. You set yourself up for failure, pimp. Like, that's it, and that's all. And then lastly, uh, shout out to uh, Magic City, just because. Yeah, I always think I always think to myself, like, do niggas not am I the only nigga that think about like, yo, what if I get into some shit? You know what I'm saying? And your pants by yeah. your knee. You know? You gotta like, run. You, you, wanna, you, you literally, caught with, literally caught with your pants down. In a, literally. In a, in a sticky situation. I so I just need niggas to nowhere. just do better. Like I don't, I don't, I don't get why you do that. Like I, I promise you, I try to talk some sense into the alphabet mafia. I do. I try to. But y'all got to give me something to work with here. You got to. Like, you you just have to. So, yeah. Sir Meechington, take us home. All right, man. God, now that grandpa's done. Oh, first, I want to uh, give our guest 232. Um, appreciate you for coming and joining us. Hopefully, First annual guest, uh, yes, do not you. be uh, a stranger, bro. Not be a stranger because we got more oh, shit, more shit. Uh, <laughs> do you have anything that's coming you want to plug? Your socials, go ahead and do that for the people. All right. Um, I just got a single. I just had a single drop that's out now called Synergy, spelt like sinner and then G. Okay. And, uh, that's fire. Uh, yeah, my socials are uh, 232, that's T-W-O-3-2 on Instagram, at the number 2 underscore 32 AM on Twitter. 
And um, yeah, I got an EP that's on the way. I'm not going to say too much more on that, but follow me on my socials and you'll have that information when it's ready to be out. But Synergy is out on Spotify. It's not on Apple Music yet, but it's literally on everything else. So go ahead and run that up. Tell me what you think. Yeah. All right, and we're going to make sure we have I this. Need it on now. And then, Give uh, it to this, me and now. Get it to us, because we know Put you are. in my head now. Y'all love it. It's coming, it's coming. Then y'all got us strung out. You feel me? Nah. nah not, no, no. And, 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 niggas got a plan this time. Niggas got a plan this time. Things are yeah, different. Yeah, and, yeah. and I'm not hyping this man up just because he's my friend. Like, bro, this man hears it from me all the time when he drops a, a snippet or something. I'm like, I need put it in. I I need it in my phone yesterday. Like, what are you doing? Like, you know to send me this shit. Like the last right. time I saw him, uh, I was in the studio with him and was just kicking it with him. I'm like, so why haven't you sent me this? Like, I was supposed to have this three months ago. What are you doing? Like, th- yeah. So the music is great, y'all. For real, for real. Go follow and stream this man's. It's music, actually, right? it's actually the song. The song that's out now is the song that he watched me uh, put finishing touches on. Synergy. So yeah, yeah. And if you were watching my New York story, and I was in this, that's you. You kind of got caught a glimpse of it, just a small glimpse. Actuals. Yeah. All right, Martian. You want to give out your socials? Uh, do I want to? Sure. Um. She can buy trades on Instagram. She can buy trades.com. Get you a shirt. Get you a book. Uh, I actually have something that I want to shout out for myself. Actually, two things uh, really quickly. Number one, shout out to my best friend and my brother. Uh, he is now Dr. Fabian McGill. Um, for those that have been following um, or following me and following the show, I've been talking about uh, my best friend opening a school in Orangeburg, South Carolina. This is him. So he officially uh, defended his dissertation. Um, his dissertation was on the impacts of COVID on well, COVID and the pandemic on third grade students. So, yeah. So this is a black man doing great things in education. So definitely love and shout out to my brother. Congratulations, man. And then. Um, Secondly, I have something that I've been working on, a project that I've been working on for like a year and some change in the making, and it is almost ready to be put out. I can't say too much about it, but uh, just know, yeah, some good things are coming out. Um, And yeah, I want to also say thank you to my brother, 232, for coming through and gracing this podcast. Thank you again, man. For real. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Like, you are amazing. So, yeah, uh, y'all know where to find me. That's it. Dre, Dre. you want to kick out your socials? Oh, man, I know what the fuck the vibe is. Dre, you're full of every uh, social, any type of place where you can talk or communicate. That's the same name. Uh, appreciate the vibe. We a fucking playlist, nigga. Yeah, word. Because you are bullshitting. Man, you going to rap. Because I took some of the songs that you sent me, and we going to rap. We gonna rap. Okay. We gonna pick the vessel to put it out on. I don't think all of them. I got some that may be on different things. I think you got some that's on different. We'll talk off mic about this, but shout out love. Shout out to everybody for tuning in, tapping in. Appreciate you two for showing up. Of course, um, man. Have a good one.
know if I got anything I gotta drop Before you tell me know what you about Could feel you even from a thousand miles Girl, you so special Now you say it's only cool when I'm inside And I say that you never gotta lie Beautiful whenever we collide and share our best I know when it popped off that you look like the one You the girl in my dreams when it's standing long If I'm being honest Rather playing these sheets than to play in them streets. I know both could get deep, but only one's weak and only one's toxic.